I know my direction. Amen. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen. Notice he is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. He's not a punisher. We shouldn't fear going to God. Amen. He's, he's going to reward us. It says he rewards those who diligently seek him. Amen. He will not disappoint. Amen. He will not disappoint. Um, notice it is heaven. Heaven's currency is faith. Without faith, we cannot please him. Amen. Faith is heaven's currency. And the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Amen. So faith is required. I was listening to Pastor Nancy, which is a good thing to do. <laughs> and she was talking, she was at uh, Dr. Hadabaugh's church this past, was it this past week? Or a week ago? A week ago. And there's a Thursday night message. You should listen to all of it. But there's a Thursday night message. I'm going to, it's an instruction. I want you to go on their website. It's the Dufresne Ministries Facebook. You can find those, all of those services on there. But the one from Thursday night was really good. So I'm instructing you to go listen to it. But especially my kids now. See, my kids, that's a, that is not a suggestion. All right. But she was talking about telling stories and telling our stories of victories. Amen. Rehearsing victories because the lessons are in the stories. So our lessons are in the stories. And so I thought I'm going to tell you some of my stories tonight and the lessons I've learned along the way. Now, I've got a long ways to go. I've got a long ways to go. I have learned a few things. Okay, but I'm, I know I'm not there yet. Okay, I got a lot more time to learn some more st lessons, okay. But I have learned a few things, so I thought, well, I'm going to just share a few of those things tonight. Amen. All right, so the first thing I want to point that I learned, one of the first things I've learned is that faith must be perfected. Now, I don't know what it is. It's not automatic, okay? My kids, see, they think, oh, here we go. <laughs> okay, I don't know where they get this, but they think that the first time they do something, they should, it should be perfect. It should be perfect. The first time they do something, the first time they play an instrument, the first time they do this subject in school, it should be perfect. If it's not perfect, then they don't even want to do it because that's like failure or something if they don't have a perfection with it. And I've tried to tell them, well, you know, you don't get perfect at something until you do it, like practice it over and over and over and over, right? So faith is like that. And, you know, God knows this. God knows that we're not going to be perfect in faith the first time we step out in it. Right. So he, he's going to accommodate us a little bit. He's going to work with us where we are. 
Amen. So that's something I've learned is that faith must be perfected. Amen. We're not automatic. It's not going to happen automatically, perfectly. And know this, you can have all kinds of knowledge about it. You can learn all there is to know about a subject in here, you know, up here. But until you, the real learning is in the doing. The real learning is in the doing, in the execution of it. Okay? Um, when you drive a car. Now, Faith's been driving for a while. Brianna's been driving a little while long. Rex is coming up. Okay? But now Rex has been watching me drive. He's been watching me drive. He's been watching his dad drive. Hopefully he watches me drive a little more than his dad drive. <laughs> I'm saying I'm going to say some funny things because I know he'll watch it later. Um, but he's been watching driving, and no doubt he's going to have to read things and study. Okay, so he's going to think he knows all about driving, but then one day he's going to do it. Yeah, um, my I was driving when I was five. <laughs> really, my grandpa. Now, I've spent summers with my grandparents, and literally, my grandpa let me start driving when I was five. Now, I don't suggest that, but I knew how to steer, and then the moment I could touch the pedals, I think I was nine, and he taught me how to do the stick shift on his little S10 truck, okay? So, I was, I was driving a stick shift when I was nine, but see, what happened was, I, I knew all about it, because I knew how to steer, I knew how to steer, and you know, I remember one time I was steering, and I got tired, kind of sleepy. And the only reason I know that is because my grandpa, you know, he corrected it as I was driving off the side of the road. But anyway, I thought I knew all there was about driving. So I thought, hey, okay. And he stepped out of the truck. He's like, okay. Now, we were in a field. We weren't on the highway. And he's like, okay, go ahead. And, man, I got it going, and I thought, I am going fast. I am, this thing's taking off from me. And I look down, I'm going five miles an hour. <laughs> so you can think you know a bunch about faith. But until you actually start using it and working it, that's when you realize, okay, well, maybe I need to do this a little different over here. Or this happens when I, when I do this. Okay. The real learning happens in the doing. Amen. And so when you start doing faith, it's maybe kind of like when people learn someone starts driving, they like, well, let me know when you do that so I don't, I'm not out on the road that day. <laughs> no. But your faith's not going to hurt anybody, okay? All right. And know this, the more you use your faith, the more accurate your results are going to be. You're going to hit the mark better. Now, I don't, I don't curl my hair all the time. Okay, I did tonight. Okay, I did tonight. But I don't use that curling. Those things are dangerous, Cynthia. They, they can be dangerous. And they were dangerous for me tonight because it worked. The power was flowing in that curling iron. Okay. But I was not skillful with that curling iron, okay? There is evidence of power, but that power was misplaced. It, it was misplaced on my arm, 
Okay. But now, is that the curling iron's fault? That's not the curling iron's fault. No, no. My lack of skill is not the curling iron's fault. So my lack of skill is not faith's fault. Okay? Faith is flowing. Power's flowing. Okay? But we have to be skillful with it. And we do that by practice. Amen? Amen. We have to practice it. Turn it to James 22. Real learning is in the doing. James 2. What did I say? Oh, yeah, James, you haven't read it yet. <laughs> you know, over in James 22? No. James 2.22. <laughs> it says, Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. Amen. It's as we work our faith. It's as we do it. As we step out, amen, you're never going to have your own faith victories until you step out. You can see somebody else's, right? Um, and you have to develop over time. And do not wait. Do not wait until you need ACT type of faith when you, you haven't even got out of kindergarten faith yet. Okay? So it's meant to be developed over time. And we have no excuse, we all have the same amount of time, right? And God expects us to develop and grow in faith. Amen. So that's the first thing I learned is that it's not, it's not perfect just because we step out and we have to exercise it over time. It must be perfected. Amen. All right, the second thing that, I, and these are not all things that you can learn. These are just a handful of things that I've learned that stuck out to me as I was, uh, you know, praying today about what to share. Okay, and that is that, you know what, Mark 11, 23 and 24, it really works. It really works. Amen. Let's turn over there. Amen. Mark 11, 23 and 24, it says, For assuredly I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, what things, whatever things you ask in prayer, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Amen. Amen. So it's about to get good for you guys, okay? It's about to get good for you, <laughs> for you guys. This is a scripture, I mean, this, this scripture works for me. Everybody has different scriptures that seem to just, mm, I, can, I can work this one. Amen, this one's one for me. Okay, but remember now, remember I said faith has to be perfected and God works with you where you are, starts with. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a fun little story. And I hesitated about even telling you guys this because I know you're probably going to remember it. Okay, <laughs> you're probably going to remember it, but for your benefit, I'm going to tell you, even though y'all may never let me live this down, okay, all right, okay, this is my, this is my first 
recollection of Mark 11, 23, and 24. All right. So I'll try to be a good storyteller. Keep your attention here. Now, when I was in, younger, and I was, I think I was, well, I was a lot younger. I was like 14. But I had this best friend, okay? Okay. I'm kind of known for extreme joking. Extreme pranking. Y'all know what I mean? Y'all will probably never be on the receiving end of that. But I'm kind of known for it. In fact, just the other day, I tried to get Rex to go along with me on one of them. He just refused to do it. And it's because the girls asked Rex to, they're like, go downstairs and make us some macaroni and cheese. Well, he's down there, you know, kind of moaning and groaning about it. I said, well, what you need to do is fix it, get yours out, and then put a whole bunch of cayenne pepper in the rest of it, and they will never ask you to do that again. (laughs) But he wouldn't do it. I'm like, well, whatever, then you're going to have to make them macaroni and cheese forever. Okay, so anyway, that's the kind of how my mind thinks. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> okay, but anyway, my friend and I, she, um, it was in the summer. She came over, and she had been, she taught, was talking to me about this group. Okay, I'll tell you who in just a minute. And I didn't even really know much about this group, but she, like, thought she was in love with one of them, you know. A singing group and uh, so she came over and she kept talking about him like whatever well I thought it would be funny she was coming over one day and I thought oh, I'm gonna pull a little one on her and so she came over and I go you know that these people you were talking about I ran into them at the mall okay I flat out lied to her don't do that I'm not endorsing that but I'm just kind of backing up my story here so I'm like they, I saw them at the mall, and, you know, we had a conversation, and, and uh, they're coming over tonight, okay? <laughs> she was staying the night. I had her going all night long, and I had her going so good that I thought, I'm going to drag this out a little bit. So there was, somebody had called my mom or something, but I took that as a great opportunity to, hey, they called, they can't make it tonight, you know, but I kept this going all weekend long. I mean, it was so fun. I thought, I thought, man, I don't even want to tell her the truth on it now. Because <laughs> this is, like, I'm going along with it now. Hey, this sounds pretty good. But, you know, eventually, like, Sunday rolls around, and I'm, she's going to have to go home. Now, she spent the entire weekend with me thinking that I've met these people and that they're coming over. And so I finally tell her, you know, this whole thing, I'm just, I made it up. Ha, 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 you know, <laughs> and that, that, she was like devastated, and then, you know, she went, what made it worse was then her dad just thought it was hilarious, and she, anyway, so, but anyway, I say all that to say this, after that weekend, I thought, okay, who is this group anyway, so I started looking, I'm like, hmm, okay, yeah, I can see that, and so I started being interested in this group. Okay? Y'all want to know who I'm talking about? Okay. It was New Kids on the Block. Okay. (laughs) It was New Kids on the Block. (laughs) 
Okay. So after this, after this weekend, that was so fun, and I got to look, and I'm like, hey, oh, that one, that one right there. Now, Chris knows, but he's not going to be, like, shocked about this, okay? Uh, I don't know if I ever told him the part about, like, lying to my best friend all weekend. I don't know if I told him that. But, um, yeah, he heard it now. I, I think I probably did. Anyway, because this could be a long, this could be my whole message tonight. But I got, I learned a lot of things out of this. Okay. And you're going to learn a lot of things about me. <laughs> uh, I got to be an interest, and I'm thinking, hey, now, okay, yeah, let's meet them. Let's meet them. And not only, I'm, I mean, I'm going to be, I'm going to marry one of those guys, okay? <laughs> I and about a thousand or like, you know, a million other girls, we're going to marry one of those guys, okay? And so my planning began. My planning began, so I had, I had come across a little thing called Mark 11, 23 and 24. Okay. Now, remember, God, does, God works with you, okay? He's like, hey, she's going to show some faith here. I'm going to work with this the best I can, okay? Teach her some things about how faith works. Okay, so what would any... Nor, other than I got my faith on Mark 11, 23 and 24. I mean, at least I have to meet them to start the whole engagement process. You know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I thought, well, so I got my faith on it, number one. Hey, I'm praying about that. I'm meeting these people. What would any normal girl do? But, you know, her and her best friend spend the entire night outside in downtown Oklahoma City for their concert tickets. Of course, we did that. And we were the first ones in line and got the front row seats. Amen? All right. So I'm, I'm working my faith, okay? My faith is, I, I don't care how it happened. I'm meeting these people, okay? Because eventually I'm going to have to marry one of them. Okay, and I bet there's somebody else in here. If I took a, a poll, somebody else in here liked them too. All right, so then it came day. It came the day of the concert. Of course, we skipped school because that's what you do. <laughs> Not you guys. And my mom's probably going to watch this too. She goes, what in the world did you tell all that for? Because she let me do it. No, okay. But no, I didn't skip without her knowledge. Okay, so anyway, we spent all day there at the convention center, and I, my, I had been on it for several months, okay? Like, I'm, I'm meeting them. We are meeting them. We're getting backstage. I'm serious. I was exercising faith on this, okay? I the word said that I believed it. It said it. It said I could have whatever I say. I, if you believed it, I believed it. It may have been misdirected, okay? But I was working a spiritual law, and I didn't even, I didn't even really fully understand what I was doing, okay? I was working spiritual laws work whether you understand them or not. Sowing and reaping that works whether you understand it or not. Amen. Amen. And that was a desire of my heart at that time. Okay? 
<laughs> it was at that time. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so we're there, and we're walking around. I'm trying to think, oh, well, how? Man, we got to have a connection. We got to have something. We got to know somebody. I got to get, you know. And lo and behold, as we're strolling the, around the convention center that day, we happened to meet somebody. He happened to be their touring manager. We had a conversation. <laughs> and I can be kind of bold when I want to be. And I'm like, okay, so, yeah, this is nice talking and everything. But, I want, you know, I want some backstage passes, you know. And he's like, well, I'll see what I can. I know, I'm like, I know. I want some backstage passes, you know, backstage. And he, so this is what he told me. He's like, well, all right, meet me back here. Y'all meet me back here at this time. And it was like 30 minutes or an hour before the show, the concert. And I will, I will get you some backstage passes. So I'm like, okay, great. There we go. See, Kirsten, I told you, she's not going to be watching so I can say her name. And she did, I'm going to, and I don't think anybody's going to be watching that knows us, so I'm going to just say a few things. She did not believe like I did, but she was just kind of, okay, whatever you say, but she was just, you know, hey, cool, that's great. You know, she wasn't believing Mark 11, 23, and 24. All right, but I was. So we are excited. We go home, get ready for the concert. We get back up there, and now it's everybody's there now, right? They've got things blocked off, like where we're supposed to meet this person. And so, man, we go, we're, we go right up to the little barricade there, and I'm standing here. I got it all blocked off. And you can kind of peek through and see what's going on back in there, you know. And the, the one that I'm going to marry, he comes out on his little scooter thing, driving around. And I'm like, and he comes all the way over here, and he's signing somebody's autograph. I'm thinking, okay. Anyway, and then he goes off, and then, okay, so we wait. We wait until the very last minute. The show's going to start, and, I mean, we're going to have to leave. This guy has not come back with our backstage passes. And are y'all bored yet? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm working Mark eleven twenty-three. okay, and... And it's looking like it's not going to happen. It's looking like it's not happening. And Kirsten's like, see, I told you. And she kept on with that, you know. And finally I go, Kirsten, shut up. Okay, shut up. <laughs> okay, there's a lots of things you don't do. Don't follow my behavior, young people. Don't lie, don't tell people to shut up, and don't skip school. But that's not my message tonight. But I didn't even know why, but I just knew she needed to shut up because she was working against my faith, okay? She was working against it. <laughs> but, okay, so this is what happens. I'm going to speed up a little bit. We were just like, okay, well, we're just going to have to go in. And we went into the concert area, and... Uh, no sign of this guy, concert starts, we're going, and I'm thinking, I don't know how, I don't know what, but I know I'm going backstage. I know I am, okay? I know I am. Let's just, I'm just going to enjoy the show. 
And it was like half time or there was a little bit of a break there. And out of the corner of my eye, I, I see that guy. I'm like, hey, hey, you, come over here. You know, because he was back. He was, I'm, we're on the front row, you know, and I can, we can see people walking back there. He saw me. He came over. He's like, hold on. He came over. He gave me my backstage pass. Okay? I got my backstage pass. And, I mean, there's some stories here. But, listen, I didn't do anything bad to get a backstage pass. I just want you to know that. I never did. I was not one of those kind of people. And, but we, my friend and I were the only ones in that back room. With, well, actually, my mom was back there, with, so there was pe- people back there. But, I mean, we got to meet all of those guys. Not only that, I got backstage passes every time they were in town. Okay? So, now, was it God's will that I marry a new kid on the block? No. But, you know what? God used that. I didn't know any better. I didn't know enough to think, well, that's probably kind of a stupid idea. I just knew I wanted that, and I was like, God's word says this, and so I'm going to believe that. And, I, and I wor- he worked with that. Amen? Amen. So Mark 11, 23 and 24 works. Amen? All right. My, uh, another point I have in there it kind of was in that story, is know when to shut up. Know when to shut up. No, don't speak against your faith. Don't speak against your faith. Maybe you hear something that's not good news, right? And if you don't know anything good to say, it's just, just better not to say anything. Amen? Until you've got the word of God on it. And not only should you not speak against your faith, don't listen to other people speaking against your faith. Because the more you hear something contrary to what you're believing, you may start grabbing a hold of that and start to believe it yourself. Amen? So our words, they're either working for us or they're working against us. Yeah. Let's look at Matthew 12. Okay, Matthew 12, 36 and 37. It says, But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Amen. That's something I heard Pastor Nancy say earlier. She said, Whatever you talk about, you're giving permission to. So if you're talking about sickness, you're given permission to it. If you're talking about lack in your life, you're given permission to it. So we, we, give, we should give permission to something else. We should give permission for health. Amen? Let's talk about health. Let's talk about provision. Amen? Let's talk about deliverance. That's what we're given permission to. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Another thing, the fourth thing, this is on my list for tonight, is that the Holy Spirit is my teacher. Okay, so maybe I wasn't believing quite perfectly in all of that. 
But the Holy Spirit will teach you. He just needs you to act in faith. He needs you to just take a step of faith, amen, because nothing's happened until you actually step out in faith, amen, and you just need to trust the Holy Spirit to be your teacher. Um, sometimes we can be believing for the wrong thing, okay? Maybe I'll believe in I'm going to marry a new kids on the block. I mean, that was the wrong thing. <laughs> that was the wrong thing. Sometimes we can be believing for... Um, it can be a desire even that we have, but it may not be God's best for us. Amen. That house, that house may be adequate, okay? And God will let you have things uh, that if you want to settle for something. He will let you. He will let you settle for things. And he will let you have things that are not his highest and best, if that's what you want. Amen. So, but the Holy Spirit can help us discern, is this, is this God's highest and best, or is it just something I think I want? Because, I, see, I wanted the wrong thing. I wanted the wrong thing. But, you know, over time, God kind of showed me I wanted the wrong thing. Amen. And he, but he will let you have it if you want it. Amen. So, you need to, if you have a desire for something, you need to ask the Holy Spirit. Is this God's highest and best for me? Amen. How would you know? You would know by peace or you would know by if there's uncertainty there. If there's just a not, you're not quite settled on it, there's not peace, there's, okay, that's how you're going to know. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you like that. Amen. I thought I wanted one thing, but God knew better. God knew, he had something better for me. Amen. And so let's uh, let's look over. Turn to Philippians two. So when I actually got old enough to, because this is like, I mean, up until I went to college, I kind of was like, hey, okay, well, maybe still someday I'm gonna. <laughs> you know that actually saved me a lot of trouble, because I mean, who can compete with new kids on the block? I mean, so I wasn't interested in my anyone in my school. I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but you don't quite meet the muster, you know. <laughs> so it actually probably saved me a lot of trouble, my misguided plans. But when I actually got serious and was thinking about, you know, how I might settle down in life, I prayed a different prayer. I prayed a different prayer. You've heard... Uh, Pastor Chris talked about how he had this list, he had this list of qualifications, you know. I didn't have a list of qualifications. If I had had a list of qualifications, like he says, you know, whatever one of those, sing, who, yeah, he wanted small feet. I met, I met his qualifications, okay. I got small feet and long hair, but a Christian mingle would never have set us up. I think that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> never would have set us up. Okay, because, and so I didn't make a list of qualifications because I knew this. I knew that, look, what became most important to me was what God's best was for me. That became the most important thing to me. And so when I finally got serious about thinking about who I wanted to potentially settle down with in life, I thought, I was like, God, you know what? You know what's going to make me happy. You know who's going to make me happy. You know what's going to be the most fulfilling in life. Amen. And God, that's who I want. 
That's who I want. Who is going to help me live out the plan of God? Who is going to make me the happiest even in the natural maybe I wouldn't see? How, you know, just personality-wise or whatever. And that was my prayer. And God answered that prayer, amen, because he did know better. He knew a lot better than I did who I needed. Amen. Amen. So we have to trust the Holy Spirit to help us know these things. And when, as we're stepping out in faith and, and exercising our faith, the Holy Spirit is going to help you, if you will allow him to, he is going to help you know when you're missing it. Because maybe you feel like you're putting your faith on something, but it's not connecting there. Something's missing. Something's not working like you think it should. Well, the Holy Spirit knows. The Holy Spirit knows. Because, you know, faith is flowing. Power is flowing. Okay? But maybe, maybe you've clogged it up somewhere. Maybe you've clogged up that flow with your words or with unbelief or just there's something not right in there. Amen. You you gotta you gotta unclog that yourself. <laughs> Nobody wants to unclog your pipe, okay? <laughs> Sorry, I had to get that in. You can you gotta do it yourself, okay? <laughs> Bad things gonna happen if you don't unclog your pipe of faith. Amen. You gotta do that yourself, though. Nobody can nobody can do those things for you. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit is going to show you where you need to make your tweak, where you need to make your adjustments. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just ask him, Lord, where am I missing it? Where am I missing it? All right. The last thing I want to uh, point out tonight is turn over, turn back to Hebrews. I just said something he would have said. If it's going, oh my gosh, did she just say that? <laughs> okay, my fifth point for tonight is patience wins the day. Patience wins the day. Amen. Hebrews 6, verses 11 and 12, it says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Amen. Things don't sometimes don't just happen overnight. Amen. But patience will see it through to the end. Patience will say, I'm not giving up. Patience will say, there is no option here. I'm not even giving myself an option. I'm not even giving myself an out to give up. Or let go of what I'm believing God for. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you going to remember any of that tonight now? Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So remember, faith has got to be perfected, right? Mark 11, 23, 24 works. Got to know when to keep our mouth closed. Amen. We got a, what's the fourth one? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to be our teacher in how to develop in faith. Amen. And patience. Patience. Patience wins out every time. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Y'all can stand with me. Praise God. <laughs> 